This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the latest in Ukraine, David. Yeah. This, we didn't know whether to believe it or not, but as more information comes out, it looks for real that this convoy, the uh, Russian convoy with all these troops and the tanks, they're running out of gas. Yeah. Running out of food. They're stalled, yeah. Just stalled. Well, I had read one report on the on a lot of the vehicles that they have. They're so heavy. Your your maintenance is so key, especially on the tires. And essentially, they're in a situation where they can't go off road right now because they hadn't maintained the tires on many of those trucks well enough. You're supposed to Isn't really something? do yeah. that like every three months or something like that. Um, just doing broad strokes here. Obviously, I'm not an expert in military vehicles, but. Uh, but essentially the takeaway was, oh, they didn't rotate the tires enough, and so now they can't go off-road because they're too stiff. So if they go off-road, you're going to blow out a tire. Well, obviously that surprises a lot of people. You don't expect that from the Russian military. I mean, if that was our military, and it's like, well, our tanks can't go Mm off-road right now. You'd be like, what are you talking about? How does that happen? You wouldn't be able to believe it. Are the Ukrainian traffic cops putting those orange stickers now? <laughs> <laughs> Just go by. They might have to put a boot on a couple of them yeah, totally. as well. You can't, yeah. you can't park here. Uh, the U.S. Defense Department is saying that uh, more than 480 missiles have been launched on Ukraine since the beginning of this wow. invasion, hitting many civilian targets. Now, I think yes. the estimate right now is somewhere around 270 civilians dead. Um, although that's probably a massive undercounting. You just don't know because everything's so chaotic. Information, Reliable information is so hard to come by right now. And the president of France, Emmanuel Macron, mm-hmm. had a, a call with Russia, uh, and he is warning the worst is yet to come. That's what most people believe, that at this point, with Ukraine still fighting, that it's going to get uglier and uglier as time goes on. And it is this odd thing, and again, I'm not saying we need to go in there now. I'm not saying that at all. It's just odd. Even our own officials talking about how strongly they denounce, and we are going to support our allies with every lever, with every tool in our tool bag, everything, right? And Biden the other night in the State of the Union, every inch, our allies, we are there for them. I understand, but people are getting slaughtered. Isn't it enough to say we're going to support them the best we can, giving them weapons, you know, the sanctions, all this crippling the Russian economy. But when you say every inch, we're going to be with them. Well, not really. 
because we're not fighting. And I'm not saying we should, but it's hard to have that double message, isn't it? Yeah. Am I the only one that thinks that well, every time one of our officials says that? I mean, I think the fear is you do boots on the ground, or you put a military force in there, then it escalates. I'm not saying we should, Scott. Okay, no, I, I'm... I'm saying it's a weird message. Well, it is, yeah. I understand <laughs> yeah. that part, yeah. It's like it's too overboard mm-hmm. in the strongest words possible, well, hyper- us, and we will be there for them. The hyperbole world is where they live. I guess. Greatest economy ever? Oh, right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everything is high. It's 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 the best in 30 years. It's the best in 20 years. It's the greatest ever. You know, these are these words they throw out there. Well, and now, big COVID update. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the, you uh, notice the timing of the mask mandates, all this stuff with the State of the Union was remarkable, huh? And so on the Today Show, they had a big update as far as COVID uh, and wanting to live with this. It, it was a massive COVID update because you know what? What? The COVID task force has a 96-page report, Jamie. <laughs> well, you don't say. Yeah. Let's get right to it. Saying Americans will need to learn to live with the virus, this morning authorities believe our nation is transitioning from pandemic to endemic. Holding their first briefing together in person in more than a year, the White House COVID Task Force Ooh. is outlining a new 96-page plan to move forward. If you looked at the practicality. Okay, of- before we get to him. Oh, no. Remember, you know, this thing's gone back and forth. And think about where we were like four months ago. And this is the first time that task force been back together? Yes. That's a little odd, isn't it? You would think that they would want to be like in person. But I guess uh, they're what they're trying to model good behavior or some such nonsense. But it's like, this is what I I get so lost in all of this because the reporting and the people on this task force are like, yeah, people are now going to be more comfortable going back to work. And like 90% of the population is like, what the hell are you talking about? A little late to the party. We've been doing it. Exactly. If you looked at the practicality of where we are, we are clearly going in the right direction. Hoping America. We are, or it's just petering out, dude. Right. Hoping Americans feel safe returning to the office and filling downtown streets again, the COVID plan calls for four main goals. The plan... Am I the only one that doesn't understand anything so far in this show today? Now, what what this is, what it seems like to me, whether it's the way that the CDC is now categorizing or uh, defining low, medium, and high-risk categories with COVID... Or this 96-page report from the Brain Trust that has done absolutely nothing uh, anyway. Uh, I, I think it is a recognition that most Americans have just kind of started moving on. And so they're going to try to spike the football yes. and say that they did something and do anything possible to not admit that they were forced into a position of saying, okay, we're going we're gonna to treat this as endemic now, okay? I almost feel like it's the second day of a six-day family vacation, and the dad's gathering the whole family to say, listen, I think we're ready to start having fun. I think that we're actually going to really start to to have vacation now. And everybody's confused. It already started. (laughs) We've been having fun. So there's another clip from this, David. Well, so so part of this plan that they took 96 pages to to lay out, uh, they want to... This is radical, okay? Okay. They want to increase testing. Whoa. 
ramp up vaccinations and boosters, and make treatment available for people who get COVID. Whoa, man. Wow. I am blown away. Okay. All of this was available months ago. (laughs) On a better road, the path forward is still divided. Florida's governor admonishing high school students before a press conference. This This morning, pandemic frustration and exhaustion, the one thing most Americans can agree on. Thanks, Miguel. So, of course, you got to get your (laughs) shot in, if you're the Today Show or anyone else, to go after Ron DeSantis. Out of nowhere. What does that have to do with any of what you just talked about? We're still divided. Uh Uh-huh. And this guy might be president one day. (laughs) I hope so. So the whole thing with DeSantis, if you've seen the video or have heard the story, set it up, David. Uh, Okay, so Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was at an event featuring high school students, and he walked up to the podium and he noticed they were all wearing masks. And he just looked at him and said, no, this is ridiculous. And here's the audio of this. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. Admonishing. All right, well, it's good to be at USF. Yeah, I mean, what he's thinking, I'm guessing, is, okay, they've made these kids put on the mask. You don't have to right. do this. It's not doing anything anyway. If you want to wear it, fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was awful. That was terrible, right? That's the way it's covered, Dave. Yeah, it, it, it's insane. One, you just heard Miguel Almaguer from the Today Show saying that it, it, he was admonishing these children. Ah! <laughs> now, one of the kids behind Ron DeSantis gave a hilarious smirk when he took the mask off. He's oh, like, yeah. all right, yeah, cool. Uh, and apparently his mom saw that and wasn't happy, so she ran to the media and did an interview. Oh, yeah. And while she was maskless... Doing this interview, her son was masked up behind her. Yes, and she was bitching about the governor's telling them not to wear them. She has no mask on. She's doing the interview. It's just shocking that the governor told these kids, take off your mask. He pretty much said, take off your mask is stupid. And take off your mask. Your parents don't matter. Even though I'm, I'm telling you, parents matter. And he's telling my minor child to take off his mask. He's putting us at risk. I would also say if that's your take right now, then you're saying your kid's a follower? Yes, that's exactly. You're saying your kid is powerless. Because there were other kids who did keep the mask on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So It was. I mean, this is kind of humiliating for this kid. I thought his quote to, was it WFLA, I think? Um, His quote was funny. Okay. I took mine off. Did you feel pressure by the governor to do that? Mm. Um, a little. It was more of a pressure of an adult figure asking me to do something, and it's just like, all right, why not? You know what that says to me? Hey, you just talked to my mom, right? Yeah. I don't feel safe answering this question. (laughs) I don't want to get in trouble. I just want this all to go away. My gosh. Finally, someone says, you can take off the ridiculous mask, so I finally can do it, and I'm smirking, but then I got in trouble. That uh, Kristen Peshaw, his press person. Christina Peshaw, yeah. Christina Peshaw. <laughs> Did you see the meme she put out? When mom says no, ask dad. <laughs> the kid's taking his mask off. <laughs> 
meanwhile, as far as the economy goes, yeah. you know, things are more expensive. Mm-hmm. You got inflation. Yeah. We got the president talking about this? Yeah, well, I, I, I just want to show the difference here between leadership, right? You've got Ron DeSantis, who one can string together a series of words that form an actual sentence. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. And then... Too, you got you know you, you you got a current president who wants to explain lumber in the context of this weird notion that the economy is roaring back. This is okay. what the president said yesterday. Look, our economy roared back faster than most predicted, but the pandemic meant businesses had a hard time hiring enough help to keep their workers in the production. The reason why the cost of housing went up and new housing is because no one's there to make sure they had the two-by-fours to be built, to, to, to build a home, because people weren't in the factories. And because people are making a lot more money than before, there was a lot of cash at hand, and they did not use that cash to go out to the restaurants or go on vacation. Okay. Man. We could all just have a teacher like that. Hide that up in a bow, didn't he? Nicely. He did mm-hmm. say, though, people were making a whole lot more money. So he was admitting that Trump was a great president because the lumber that... shortage started when Donald Trump was still president. See? It's the way you think about it. By the way, did anybody hear Pete Buttigieg? Transportation Secretary, talk about why we're not going to stop importing oil from Russia. This is great. you got to hear it. Coming up. Show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Obviously, gas prices through the roof. I'm getting pictures from all over the country. People taking pictures of the price. Yeah, it's almost five dollars a gallon in some places. Yeah, Canada stopped importing oil from Russia. We have yeah. not. And so that's the big question for a lot of people. Like, wh- why don't we start drilling again? Uh, forget all the green stuff for at least a little while. Yeah. Can well, we do that, Stephanie? Rule on. MSNBC said that. So Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg mm-hmm. was asked the question. Um, you'll hear the, the tail end of the question and Pete's response, and I just want your reaction. Ready, fast underway. No, Special- no, no, start with a question. Yes. Drill more, open up more U.S. land to drilling. What's the administration's response to that idea? Well, look, the, the president has uh, laid out and taken uh, a number of steps, including addressing the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, uh, including That's... diplomatic efforts to increase global oil production and other ideas. What? It's like the three days. Strategic per- Petroleum Reserve is not for this. No. You're using the oil anyway. Start drilling. Right. But he goes on. Ideas that have been raised that are on the table because uh, everything deserves to be considered. But let's also be clear that we are in the middle of a long-term transformation uh, that is already fast underway, especially when it comes to vehicles. Uh, Making electric vehicles more affordable for Americans, something that the president has proposed and is hoping Congress will pass. Uh, For example, under the president's proposal, uh, those pickup trucks that started about $40,000 would have their prices actually down to the high 20s with the tax incentive. As we're proposing, would allow more. Oh, America- I, I, I know you're <laughs> starving right now, but I'm planning on planting an apple tree. Yeah. 
And then later on, it's going to pay off. Yeah. I know you're starving now. Only, only the high 20s. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. More. It would allow more Americans to capture the fuel savings that you get. We don't know from year to year what will happen in the ups and downs of the global oil markets, but we do know that you are better off financially uh, and less subject to, to maintenance and repair issues if you own uh, one of these vehicles. We want them to be American-made electric vehicles, creating American what jobs on now? American soil. Right. And that's going to continue to be a policy priority for this department and administration, okay. even as we're acting to provide more short-term relief. Yeah. We are ruled currently by complete idiots. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. By yes. complete morons. Yep. yep. And a lot of times not held accountable. I mean, just stop what he's saying and say, no, 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 I understand that. I think Stephanie Rule did that. I think I have the audio of that. I hear you, sir, but those are long-term <laughs> solutions for bigger issues. And you know we live in a short-term world, so I just want to stay on gas for another moment. And, and you're absolutely right. The president doesn't set the price of gas, but he can influence it. And, and while releasing some strategic reserves matters, given how much has, really. has been released, it's really just a drop in the bucket. Are there things like, and I realize it is controversial it has huge environmental impacts could the president possibly consider authorizing the keystone pipeline yeah and drilling yes okay that that actually has fewer environmental uh repercussions than the drilling and the mining that goes into creating the batteries for these electric vehicles that pipeline is way more environmentally friendly yeah, that message needs to get out there. They, they're not. You'll have to beat them over the head with that. He said, "Beat over the head." Violence. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the greatest accomplishment. He was the mayor of a smaller town in Indiana. That's it. That's right. That's it. Uh, David, you said Jill Biden's a horrible human being. You've she said is. It before. She's oh, about the eighth worst human being on the planet. Yeah. Uh, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden, terrible human being, tried to rally Americans at an event yesterday. Wow. And just lie. I mean, they lie all the time. That's that's it. Okay. I haven't heard this yet. We still have a long way to go. Our world faces incredible challenges. But things are so much better. You were right to put your faith in Joe Biden a year ago. Oh, my goodness. By the way, you're always talking about memes, Robbins. Yeah. You see the one with uh, Jill Biden and Alice Cooper? So a lot of people think facially she looks yeah. like Alice Cooper, so they put, a, <laughs> like, a blonde wig on Alice Cooper. <laughs> kind of Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> wow. Cooper not a mute. <laughs> I bet he's not. Uh, so we're going to lower the deficit by a trillion dollars. <laughs> we'll get to that and much more coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, uh, the Gen Xer, the Millennials, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins, the sexy boomer. Thank you. So we're going to lower the deficit by a trillion dollars. Yeah, spending more money means we'll lower the deficit, says President Joe Biden. 
Okay, how does that work? There's a lot more to my plan to lower costs and lower and lower the deficit. By the way, we're going to lower the deficit by a trillion dollars. No, you're not. These guys talk about how they always are worried about a spend. We're lowering the deficit. No one's ever done that. But look, I've kept you long enough. There's a lot more I'm inclined to say. I don't want to get going. I don't want to get wound up here. We're going to. He said this year, too. Yep. We're going to lower the deficit by a trillion dollars this year. Yes. Okay. Does that just mean that's the left's fight against reality continuing? I think so. Yeah. I'm a man, but I said I was a woman, so I am. Okay, we're spending money like crazy, but we're going to save a trillion. I, okay. I, I hear that, and I think, okay, how bad is inflation actually going to get? Like, we actually saved $100, but <laughs> yes, now, now, three it's, trillion. now it's a yeah. trillion. Yeah. It's wheelbarrows full of money. Right. Yeah. And you are now identifying as a millionaire, Robin. That's right. Exactly. Well, 500 bucks, yes. See how that works. It was funny, man, with Biden and the whole State of the Union, because there were people on the left that were trying to polish it up and talk about this great moment. Yeah. Uh, and you wonder, were they watching the same thing as the rest of us were? And a pound of Ukrainian people, the proud, proud people, pound for pound, ready to <laughs> Putin may circle Kiev with tanks. But it'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Increasing the productive capacity of our economy. economy. Time to see the the, what used to be called the Rust Belt become the the, the, the home. You can't build a wall high enough to keep out a a, a vaccine. The vaccine can stop. What? Listen. That was the most profound, I think. Well, you may be a hater in... Say you didn't hear the brilliance, uh-huh. okay? But the truth is, or at least some people's truth, it was a great moment. That's like you're going to hit the exit and you go past it because you're fiddling with the radio and you go, <laughs> damn! <laughs> Mike Barnacle, MSNBC. Yes. Uh, you saw you saw the expanse of his personality uh, in full blossom, <laughs> angry. Okay, hold on. <laughs> That's well, great. That's well, funny because... That that's actually right, but not in the way he yeah, means right, it. Right, right, to me, because you guys started cracking up before the real money line to me was in full blossom, full blossom, full blossom. Yes, let's. Uh, you saw you saw the expanse of his personality uh, in full blossom, angry about Ukraine, really angry about Putin, frustrated about empty office buildings here in New York and throughout the country. I think it was a very, very solid night for the president of the United States, for the commander in chief and for Joe Biden, citizen of America. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's comedy gold right what, there. Well, you'd enjoy that. How drunk was he? I have no idea. Or has idea. he been raiding Hunter Biden's sock drawer? <laughs> <laughs> and also, the assault on reality continues as far as the voting laws. You know Republicans are trying to keep black people from voting. Did no, you hear not. the news? Well, no, and not. if they do vote, they burn the ballots or something. They don't even count. Destroy them. Don't even count them. Yeah. Because they know the race of the person who cast that ballot. You know what it's somewhat like, these terrible voting laws? Yeah. It's kind of like the assault on Ukraine right now. What? But I didn't say that. No, that did not happen. 
Reverend Al did. Oh, come on, man. Well, listen. Because we must remember, as we are talking about protecting democracy in Ukraine, we have laws being changed to repress the vote right here in the United States. You can't be a global democratic uh, defender and a domestic uh, allower of, of repressing the vote. So we have a domestic threat to voting as we protect the right of the people or to self-determination in Ukraine. Clearly, oh, we hold want on. David, yes. You know, if you're talking about defending Ukraine with all of our NATO and EU allies, yes. you know, like, most of them require IDs to vote. You know, most people in Europe look at some of our liberal voting laws and think we're insane for it. They have just not learned the ways yet. <laughs> right. We forgive them for it. I've never heard the term allower either. <laughs> Have you? Maybe I just missed that one. He's not done if you want okay. more. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. Want more. Clearly, we want to represent democratic principles around the world. I just hope we can also have that support here at home and that we fight for the right of Ukrainians, but also fight for the right of people in Texas, North Carolina, Georgia, et cetera, to vote. We must be consistent. You cannot stand up to Putin and have a little Putinism in your own backyard. A little, a little Putinism. Yeah. In Texas, there was a, there was a primary two days ago that wrapped up. Okay, okay. A whole lot of people showed up to vote. A lot of people showed up to vote. And guess what? What the current governor, Greg yeah. Abbott, did not declare himself governor for life or whatever it is that Vladimir Putin did a few years ago, where it's basically what president until twenty thirty or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that didn't happen. There was actually. A primary election, and there will be a general election later on this year. People were able to go vote. Yeah, but they threw out a lot. You just don't know that yet, David. <laughs> they, yeah, they threw out mail-in ballot applications that weren't filled out correctly. Well, that's not nice. I don't know what Al would say. Those same that. people can show up to the polls and vote if they want to. <laughs> yeah, anytime. Yes. I know. Mm-hmm. A little, what was it again at the very end? A little, little Putinism. Putinism? Oh. Putinism in your own backyard. <laughs> Meanwhile, a uh, new climate policy for Portland schools, David. Oh, yeah. Uh, Portland, I, I just love the way that uh, this is KPTV. The way that they worded it made me laugh. Portland okay. Public Schools is pledging to do more to combat climate change. After dozens, you heard that, dozens of students and environmental advocates pushed the board in mid-December to advance a climate change policy. School board members unanimously approved a policy that would cut greenhouse gas emissions in half by the year 2030. They also agreed to reach net zero by 2040. Wow, 10 years ahead of most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, so you got dozens of people who showed up and said, okay, yeah, cool. So what what are we talking here? Thirty six people? Yeah. So well, I mean you could make the argument there's one person that caused us to change our entire policy. When it comes well, that is true. Yeah. Gas, and who was it that just said that? It was somebody on Fox. But I'm like, it's pretty true. Oh, it's Dana Perino that said we changed our policy because of Greta Thunberg. Mm-hmm. And there's some truth to that. Yeah, there is. So this is 
Well, 36 students, David. Yes, that's okay. You're right. Yeah. That's that's a groundswell of support. <laughs> They're going to have So, so you're talking about retrofitting or phasing out entire buildings? Yes. Okay. Yes. Where does that money come from? <laughs> well, well the tax the millionaires and billionaires. Course. We're not exactly flush with share. cash right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's the whole Green New Deal. They believe it. And this is where we're going to go. Listen, man, it, you see what's happening in Ukraine, and all of a sudden you realize what sort of reality is again. And it, the world can be an evil place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, you have a group of people that just want to wish things to be true and to happen. It, the world doesn't work that way. There's not enough money. It runs out at some point. We're so far in freaking debt. It's the biggest debt in the history of the world. And we just go on every day. I don't think most people think about it. It's not fun to think about. But isn't that astounding? Yeah. We're in the biggest debt in the history of the world right now. Oh, you got to spend more. (laughs) Okay. Whatever you say. Well, invest more. That's what it is. Invest in our future. Investments. Got it. Um, On a lighter note, oh, man, this guy, what a bonehead. Um, You know, sometimes a couple that want to have kids can have trouble. Yeah. Getting pregnant, as they say. Yeah. Um, Well, this story is making the rounds. Just wanted your opinion. Uh, The woman's 34. The dude's 37. Struggling for a while. Now, her younger sister is 30. Recently offered, I'll be your surrogate. I'll carry the baby for you. Okay. That's incredibly generous. Right. You know. Um, So the husband apparently starts looking into how much the whole IVF thing's going to cost. It's not cheap. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, we could save money. We could, you know, she could just get pregnant the old-fashioned way. No. (laughs) He suggested that? Yes. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, well, that'll cause cause some strife in the family, won't it? So you're saying bad call. I don't think it's a good one. (laughs) His wife was not into that idea at all. No. And said, I'm not even asking my sister. She'd freak out. And apparently the husband was a little miffed. Says, well, I just want kids so bad. It won't mean anything. It's just, you know. Oh, that's not good. And usually the first time is, you know, if dicey, it happened to be multiple times. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to help, honey. So at this so, point, you're you're going to give the advice. What's the advice you give? To the to, guy? No, to the woman. Well, no. Anything else? Because some people are online like, divorce him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you need to he go He may far. be coming from a place of, like, stupidity. I don't know. Oh, no, he may man. look at the he may look at the balance sheet and go, "Oh, hey," <laughs> or he's <laughs> or he's just saying, you know, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? <laughs> oh my! God. I mean, right? I mean, honestly, with, I hear that story and I'm like, with clackers that size, you could impregnate someone just by sitting on the same couch as her, you know. You know, honey. no one's coming to us for advice, but hey, I thought I'd give it a shot anyway. In the words of Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, oh, you know the trans swimmer, Leah yeah. Thomas, yeah. featured on the Today Show. There's something they omitted.
We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Hey, before we get to the story on the Transformer, it looks like you just saw a story, David, and made this sound. Ugh. Well, the uh, okay, Paralympic Games are starting in Beijing uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Now, the IPC governing board has decided to refuse athlete entries uh, from Russia and Belarus. For the games being played in China because of the human rights catastrophe that Russia is causing in Ukraine. But China is fine to compete. These people, in their own- these people are shameless jokes. I agree. This is unacceptable. The whole part that's infuriating is that it's in China to begin with. Exactly. That any of the Olympics were in China this year. It's an absolute joke. Wow. Yeah, you would this miffed you. I heard you talking about this earlier. Well, yeah, I mean, I I feel like, you know, I mean, the Paralympians certainly did nothing wrong. But again, if we're going to apply the same principles, if the IOC is going to do this stuff, then how in the hell could you go to China? I mean, we talk about the Uyghurs, but also you have to remember that's where COVID came from. I know. Okay. So I'm clear on this. Yeah. Just real quick. So if it were the regular athletes from Russia, not the Paralympics, okay, would you have a bigger problem if they were banned? Or as big a problem? I just feel like, God, I'll answer for you. You wouldn't. No, you're right. You probably wouldn't. You're right. You're right. Why is that? Because I have empathy, I guess. I just, I feel bad for the. Paralympians because the struggle with life is already difficult enough. I mean, many of them are doing better than you are, Scott. I'm just saying. Well, that's not, not, not saying I'm not maybe, they don't, want, you. maybe they don't the, want your sympathy. That bar Scott. is pretty right. low. They don't, they don't yeah. need your sympathy. No, but are they doing better than me? Yes. We just attacked Scott on the show for no, no reason. Really. That's not no, 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 no. They're doing no, better like than they're... I am too. I'm just saying, like. I know, but I knew exactly what, because the truth is, there are a lot of us that feel that way. And then you try to peel off the layers. Why? Well, you do, because you just feel like, golly. I know. And to David's point, a lot of times, a person doesn't want you to treat them any different. No, I understand that. I do. But having been in a wheelchair for almost a year, I can tell you that uh, that's an O2 count when you walk out the door. After your heart attacks. You don't walk out. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't have the determination of a gritty competitor. You were just kind of like, hey, push me. I couldn't play <laughs> when I could stand, <laughs> I mean, let alone when I couldn't. No, it was a tough time, man. I just, I, right. th- I think the whole thing, though, I, I I don't know. I just hate to see that. I know. I agree. All right, the trans swimmer yeah. on NBC this morning, David. Yeah, Sports Illustrated did a profile on Leah Thomas. This is the trans swimmer who's been breaking records in the Ivy League because, well, Leah Thomas is actually a man competing against women. Uh, the Today Show covered it this morning, and, man, it feels like pure propaganda. 
Sure did. Transgender swimmer Leah Thomas breaking barriers and records. Her presence on UPenn's team has become a lightning rod in a bitter debate over transgender athletes in women's sports. It has also made her a target for nasty backlash and even threats. Those who question the fairness of her competing are afraid of backlash as well. One parent anonymously telling the magazine, Leah is a human to be treated with respect and dignity, but it's not transphobic to say I disagree with where she is swimming. Thomas's response to that argument, the very simple answer is that I'm not a man, she tells the magazine. I'm a woman, so I belong on the women's team. You're a man. In yes. the pool, you're a man. In the locker room, you're a man. And now, so you have this, well, you know, there's been all these nasty comments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, you know who is to blame? The people that have allowed it to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're cowards and wouldn't say, no, we can't have this. Sorry, you're a biological male. And even, what, six months or a year of, what, testosterone blockers or whatever it is you got to take is not going to make a difference at that point. They were cowards. And that's why we are where we are right now. Uh. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, this is fresh, right? Nancy yeah. Pelosi? Well, Nancy Pelosi, while she is against loosening some of the oil production restrictions that Joe Biden has put into place, she has now weighed in on whether or not we should ban importing oil from Russia. Okay. I'm, a, I'm all for that. Ban it. Ban the oil. Ban the oil come from Russia. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You gotta get those teeth fixed, man. That, <laughs> those things are just moving around in her well, mouth. They're they, the grip's not holding. Talking about the State of the yeah. Union, uh, it, that clip too. Yeah, I'm, I mean, a, I'm all for that. <laughs> Ban it. They're just they're 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 they're, they're well, moving around her mouth. You gotta also Can't, understand. I think some of the weird facial expressions and some yes. of the weird hand gestures, and yes. now her willingness to. Uh, to support banning importing oil from Russia, really what we're seeing is the advanced stages of withdrawal because, well, her favorite vodka comes from Russia and her local watering hole just poured out all the Russian vodka. So she's like, that. yes, ban the oil because we got to do whatever it takes to get this thing wrapped up. I need my Russian vodka. Breakfast just isn't a complete meal without it. Oh, goodness. Well, ah, it's like that a third base the... coach. He goes through the signs, <laughs> the ticks and the hand rubbing. and That has to be the talking point now, right, for the Democrats. She doesn't go out there and say that no. just willy-nilly, does she? I mean, that's planned. I wouldn't think so. Right. So is that an about-face for everybody? Sounds like it. Well, the question kept coming to different people. We've heard it with Pete Buttigieg Edge, and Kamala, and all they say as far as stop importing the oil? Well, let's be clear. We are doing everything in our power uh, 
to keep gas prices lower. And we have a lot of tools in the toolbox. And every idea is on the table. They won't answer the question is what I'm getting after. So maybe now it's, okay, that question is going to keep coming as long as this war in Ukraine goes on. They have to say, yeah, ban the Russian oil. So we'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. The gun drill. Oh, goodness. <laughs> now, the energy secretary talking about high gas prices, David. Yeah, well, this is Jennifer Granholm addressing the high price of gas in America, which could be alleviated by ramping up domestic oil and gas production or working with Canada. I mean, between the United States and Canada, we really do not need to be worrying about this. The only thing standing in the way are the people who are worried about taking off Greta Thunberg. How dare you? That's it. And I'll just respond. I don't remember asking you a thing. thing. Yes. Uh, But they won't do it because they're, you know, they're held hostage by the far left. Uh, Here is Jennifer Granholm giving a familiar talking point. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through. I just want to say, I promise I did not know that's what she said in the clip. (laughs) I had not heard the clip. The tool thing? It's all of them. I know. They just get their talking points. Did you think I knew what she was going to say, David? No, that's why I was waiting with bated breath to get to this. <laughs> Keep rolling. We're working through an energy transition, and we've got to start by adding oh. energy. And the reality is we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas. We recognize this. This is a transition. Do you understand? I don't know. What... That if that really is the best plan now at this moment in history is not the time do you get adapt or die right (laughs) sometimes you have to change plans because other things happen but they can't get off the talking point that's fascinating that's the same lines that boot edge edge yeah those are the official talking points that have gone out well we're in the middle of a transition to green energy right but but we still are heavily reliant on fossil fuels, heavily Absolutely. reliant on fossil fuels. So that's the reality today. So we can keep investing in your green weenie stuff. We can keep doing it. But right now, there is an acute need to ramp up production here in the United States. Yes. I mean, it's not that hard. Has there ever been an administration who the key components of have been more unqualified than this one? Jennifer Granholm, Pete Boot Edge Edge, Ned Price. I could go on and on. Kamala. Just a brutal. Yes. The if there has of, been, I don't know it to answer your question. And they all say, well, Joe Biden has made very clear, or Joe Biden's vision, or like there is such a thing. By the way, with Joe Biden, I mean, when he just outright lies. Yes. You don't have a legacy media apparatus to call him on it. This was astounding what he said yesterday. Yeah, the speech yesterday, President Biden claimed that Russia invaded Ukraine in part because Vladimir Putin saw what happened during the Capitol riot a little more than a year ago. I heard this. Unbelievable. I roll it. Vladimir Putin was counting on being able to split up the United States. Look. Uh Uh-oh. Three-hour show, man. Let's go. How would you feel... If you saw crowds storm and break down the doors of the British Parliament 
Kill five cops. Kill five cops. He's yeah. talking about January 6th? Yeah, that, that didn't happen. That's a blatant lie. Just keep doing it. Injure 145. Or the German Bundestag. Or the Italian parliament. I think you'd wonder. Well, that's what the rest of the world saw. It's not who we are. <laughs> oh, it's the Obama line. And now we're proving under pressure that we are not that country. Oh, jeez. Oh, President, my boss, going back to his greatest hits. That's not who we are. You know that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so. No, that's not who we are. I know. I know. That's not who we are. I know. I think there was a whole super cut of that at one time because he would say it all the time. Must leave these methods where they belong. Yes. In the past. They are not who we are. <laughs> And they are not American. But as Americans, uh, that's not who we are. That's not who we are. That's not what we're about. No, that's not who we are. 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 And not who we are. That's not who we are. That's not who we are. Where can keep going? Tell me when. Somebody say. That's not who we are. Because that's not who we are. I'm going to keep going until someone says, that's not who we are. That's not who we are. I can't take it anymore. Okay, there you go. When you hear it over, yeah! and over when you hear it over and over again, it sounds like they're looking for a man named who we are. That's not him. No, that's not him either. That's not who we are. Where where is who we are? I don't know where he is. <laughs> oh okay. no. Uh okay, what's this story? Switching gears, David. That happened in North Texas. Yeah. Well, young conservatives of Texas had an event at the University of North Texas, my alma mater. Yeah. They, they they never see the kids there, the spoiled leftist brats there in the intervening years since I graduated, uh, never cease to disappoint me. Anyway, they had an event featuring the dad of a child whose kid is being turned trans by his mom. And we, we covered this story. It was a national story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Jeffrey Younger. He's running for a seat now in the Texas House of Representatives. He wants to criminalize sex changes for children. Very famously lost a custody battle for his twins, one of mm -hmm. whom is a boy who thinks he's a girl. The child is apparently about to go or the child is nine and they said that God. the chemical castration process would begin when the child turned nine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And he wants to ban that. He wants to say, no, you can't do that. That's child abuse. Because it is. That is yes. child abuse. Absolutely. Now, his ex-wife just happens to be all in on gender I identity politics and is a pediatrician. And when the kid was like three, was saying, oh, well, this child is obviously uh, somebody who identifies as a female. Even though the dad's sitting there going... Well, when he's around me, he's just a boy. Right. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. Um, and even during the court battle, she admitted she may have, quote, unquote, over-affirmed the child's gender identity issues. She turned this kid. She she, yes. she helped brainwash this kid. It's right. despicable. But everybody wants, happened many times. everybody wants to make the dad out to be this evil, horrible human being because he wants to save his son. Well, the people that do that are on the far left. Yeah. Anyway, not dealing with reality. He showed up at the University of uh, North Texas to speak, and this happened from the tolerant left. Okay.
It's bleep these fascists. Oh, okay. I knew fascist was in there somewhere. My goodness. Some Somebody's going to have to ask and get a solid answer as to why so many people on the far left are okay with mangling children's genitals. Why are they obsessed it, with this being a good thing? They've been brainwashed. Th- that's all I can figure. It doesn't make any sense. Well, they, if, if you looked, if they viewed it that way, which they don't. But that's what it is. Well, yeah, but they, they don't see that. They don't view it that way. They're wrong. They view it that right. way as life-affirming and... It's not. I know. I, I, Listen, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just trying to get into the brain of these idiots. Yeah. I mean, you start getting into all the decisions that a kid can't make on their own until a certain age. I can't think of any bigger than that. Well, well, I mean, just a couple weeks ago, there was a scandal involving the Olympics because it was Russian athletes or involving Russian athletes uh, where they were pressured into taking steroids. Right. And that was this huge deal because you shouldn't force this type of thing on a child. So why is it okay to block puberty from happening? Why is it okay to say, okay, little Jimmy's going to be little Jane now? Why is it okay in their minds to say that? And in some instances, without parental consent to have a young girl have her breasts removed. Oh, yeah, dude. For these ends, man, it's evil. It is child abuse. Yes, and it needs to be called out all the time. People can't coward out on that. You just need to tell the truth. Um, okay, among other things, the cost of milk alternatives is racist? Yes. <laughs> can't wait to hear this one. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. Well, David Van Camp. Again, everything with a grain of salt, right, when it comes to Russia and Ukraine. You don't know what's real, what is meant to drive up anti-Russian sentiment, what is meant to just muddy the waters in an already chaotic and confusing moment. But uh, according to European intelligence officials, and this is being reported right now by Bloomberg, um, Russia's intelligence agency has drafted plans for public executions in Ukraine after Ooh. cities are captured. So anyone that actively fought against yeah. the Russian military would be executed. Right. Okay. I suppose that brings up the question. Atrocities we've already seen, continue to see, and who knows what's ahead of us. Is there any situation where the people in the United States are going to say, ah, well, yeah, we need to go in there? I'm not saying we're there. Mm. Yeah. I'm asking the question. Man, that's that, a great question. You know, and again, that, that's why you wonder how this information gets leaked out. Is this right. Russia putting this information out there to try to dissuade anybody from taking up arms against them? Is this... Again, trying to gin up support for Ukraine and support for intervention from either NATO allies or the United States alone. I don't know. 
I, I was having a conversation with a couple of uh, acquaintances of mine. Both of them are veterans. They served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and they okay. are glued to this situation. I bet. Obviously, you know, especially, I mean, just because of their past history. And they, they had a take that I haven't heard all that often repeated, but I think it's an interesting and nuanced difference here. They were not rah, rah, we got to go in and get it and, 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 and protect you, Ukraine by force. But they are completely astounded that that is taken off the table altogether by the president, that that signal has been sent to Russia. We are not going to put ground troops in there. Just because it's awful strategy. And one of the guys said, honestly, going into Ukraine would make a hell of a lot more sense than me getting sent to the sandbox I played in for three years. Right. Strategically with it being in Europe. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I think that's great maybe insight. some hesitancy, I, hesitancy there, too, because of China's role. That's true. How they could start to insert themselves in this thing, and then we got all kinds of issues. Well, whenever we talk about, you know, people that do have the opinion, we should be in there right now helping these people. And to me, it's fair to ask the question, okay, if it's your son or daughter yeah. or, you know, husband, wife, whoever in the military, you still good with that decision? It would be the same? Yeah. And sometimes it is. And you're also wondering, okay, if you are serving the country right now, just your opinion. And I understand that people would not just be giving their opinion, but everybody's got one of what is the smart thing to do. I would be curious to know what it is. Because, yeah, I mean, if you bring up Rwanda, a situation like that, mm-hmm. the difference, as you've said, David, well, you got nukes here. Yeah. What does that mean? They got nukes and an actual invasion. Rwanda happened within its own borders yes i don't know if you saw where uh ukrainian president Zelensky said you know it's a pity u.s support began after russia invaded talking about the sanctions and everything else yeah wow okay um oh we mentioned this so we got to get to it the cost of milk alternatives is racist yeah this is from The Guardian talking about how Starbucks charges more for milk alternatives, almond milk, soy milk, things like that. There's oh, man, Robbins is already ticked. Dairy, to give the- oh. Dairy-free <laughs> advocacy group Switch for Good wrote an open letter to Starbucks, and they say, hey, look, this is dietary racism because lactose intolerance is a genetic condition that predominantly affects people of color. You look dumbfounded, well, Scott. Well, I am, and... What? Well, milk is white. <laughs> Have you ever had chocolate almond milk? That is pretty good. It's pretty good, man. I know you're not a big fan of the almond milk in general, David, mm-hmm. because it's, well, not milk. Yeah. No, it's almonds. But it's pretty good. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Ah. Okay, there's other stuff we got to get to. I'm still trying to digest that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Being able to digest a story, that's that's dietary racism as well, by the way. I, I'm afraid so. You know, I need to bring it back out sometime soon. It is now the entire list of things that are racist. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, it's like laugh out loud funny and infuriating yeah. all at the same time. Okay. Um, other things that we got to get to. Stacey Abrams has somehow compared herself to Ukraine. Really? Yes. 
Have you heard that audio, Scott? This is a size joke. (laughs) (laughs) We will get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Update David Van Camp. Well, we heard House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, now she doesn't really get a say in this directly, but she says, yeah, let's uh, let's ban oil coming in from Russia. Let's ban it, right? Yep. The White House is saying, well, hold on so fast. Have you not seen the polls right now? They're terrible, and the price of gas is really expensive. And if we were to cut off that oil supply... Uh, we'd be hosed even more. Okay. So White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked, hey, what, do you know that Vladimir Putin is, like, profiting greatly off of this, and if you were to cut off the oil supply like, I don't know, Canada did, you would have him buy the short hairs. You know that, right? Right. All right. So here is uh, the Associated Press's Colleen Long asking this of... White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. I guess the question is, if oil is already so expensive, isn't he already benefiting from a very, from the, from an already costly, you know, price of oil? How does he stand to benefit if you continue um, to allow that? Uh, if it reduces further, it makes it more expensive. Um, so I think we look at it through that prism. What? I don't know what that means. What am I missing? Is that McGurkin or is that does that make sense, that, David? That that's McGurkin. Okay, thank you. Well, I he so if I guess what she's trying to get at is if we say we're not importing oil from Russia anymore, we're done with that. Well, then the global price of oil goes up even more. So countries that are still buying oil from Russia would be paying more, and Russia would still benefit. And so mm. that's why some are calling on the banks that control the money to right. shut Russia out so they just can't get any flow, and then they would basically be strangled financially. Yes, I guess. And so the reason to not do that would be what? Because you're afraid of the nukes? Yeah, probably. So is this sort of the end game? And I know it's very complicated i'm not trying to make it just this simple but in a way i mean what we're already seeing in ukraine is awful and from the people that i would say you mostly trust if it keeps rolling it's going to get way worse for the world watching this is there a point where you're saying okay we're going to risk the nukes because this has to stop the atrocities are to the level where it just has to stop. Yeah. And then it's a risk assessment. Do they go with the nukes or not? Is that what it comes down to? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't mean to freak you out, Scott. Oh, no, I chase. You're just reacting to what you're hearing. I know. I just start talking about nukes and 
crazy people who have nukes? Well, do you want me to, like, lay off right now or further freak you out? Your choice. No, go ahead. If you're going to push the envelope, push it. Let's go. Well, we brought up the other day there was the rumor about some sort of tumor that Mm -hmm. Putin might have. I've heard that, too. And then other people like, hey, don't be spreading that rumor. That hasn't been confirmed. But, man, when David mentioned it the other day, and I remember him talking about it a couple of years ago, that the word was he had Parkinson's and he was going to be stepping down. Yeah. That's fairly common knowledge, isn't it? You know, I, I thought so. And at first I had to go back in my in the archive to double check to make sure that that but that was reported everywhere that there were not not specifically the Parkinson's thing. That was just one of the rumors that was out there. But the word was he would he had been planning on stepping down. And so in this case, I don't know if you have a guy who's completely off his rocker because of health conditions or because mm-hmm. this is his holy war, essentially. Right. And talking to some friends, you know, afraid that he wants to be one of those people that's totally remembered in history. Yeah. Yeah. Not to freak you out anymore. Okay. I just looked over my shoulder. I didn't even mean to. Yeah, why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> well, they think you think they're coming for you? Well, you know, Jamie, the luck I've had, <laughs> I don't, I'm not You do, so, you have, do you have a text? weird, like, red smudge on your forehead. Yeah, I, know. I don't know. What, what is that? Is that know. It seems to be moving around a little bit. Exactly. It's going to be all right, man. Oh, going to be all right. dang. Well, Got to get to this piece of audio. The Russian foreign minister asked if he really thinks that Zelensky is a Nazi. Yeah, Sergei Lavrov was on Good Morning America also repeating what it, what, what, that government is putting out there, that they're really going in to knock down a bunch of neo-Nazis. There are neo-Nazis in Ukraine. I mean, that is an issue, but they're not running the government, and that is not why Russia is invading. They are saying that. Uh, basically, if you want to boil it down, I saw it put this way uh, by Jerry Dunleavy from the uh, Washington Examiner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's saying the Ukrainians are Nazis, and I am Antifa. So... <laughs> That's a good way of looking, <laughs> looking right. at it. That's what he's saying. But anyway, uh, little George, machine. Yeah, right. yeah, little George Stephanopoulos on Good Morning America asked Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, about the Nazi thing because, well, President Zelensky is Jewish. How does that make any sense? Yeah, fair question. Do you believe that President Zelensky, the first Jewish president of Ukraine, whose families were killed in the Holocaust, is a Nazi? I think that the Nazis and neo-Nazis manipulate him, otherwise it is hard to account for how President Zelensky can preside in a society of a society where neo-Nazis is rife. <laughs> yeah. And the whole thing with the Russian people, too, of how many actually believe the propaganda and how many see through it. You really have no idea. There are a lot of protests, so keep an eye on that. We also mentioned the Stacey Abrams story, and she somehow compared herself to Ukraine. Yeah, Stacey Abrams, the election conspiracy theorist who's running for governor in Georgia, sorry, technically, in her mind, re-election. Yeah, never really truly conceded the race in Georgia there. Very insurrection-y of her. Uh, But she says that her fight against common sense measures like voter ID is basically like what's going on in Ukraine. Okay, this is on the Daily Show.
All right. We are a stronger nation when we allow people to participate. And if we ever doubted that, the war that Putin is waging against Ukraine, President Zelensky said, and I'm going to paraphrase him probably poorly, he said, this isn't a war on Ukraine. This is a war on democracy in Ukraine. When we allow democracy to be overtaken by those who want to choose who can be heard, mm -hmm. and th those choices are not based on anything other than animus or inconvenience, then that is wrong. God. So the voter laws are a threat to democracy. Mm -hmm. But we never give an example of how. Right. Like any specific whatsoever. Yeah, right. Except the you can't have water in line to or vote. Food. Or food. Which is not true. People have been dying of rickets while waiting <laughs> to vote. This is astounding. It, no, is. it should be a punchline. Well, uh, it is a punchline in in real. But only for people to a, pay attention, right? It is. It is a punchline for people who are actually paying attention to this stuff. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, to to compare what the horror of having to present a photo ID when you go vote, or write down your social security uh, number or driver's license number when you apply for a mail in ballot. That is akin to fighting off Russian tanks and artillery. Yes. Well, th that's, that's not the reality. second person today that's had the tank. <laughs> Al Sharpton was the other. Oh, you fight for Ukraine. What was it? You get oh. Putiny? No. You, small amounts of Putiny? What was the line again? Fight for the right of Ukrainians, but also fight for the right of people in Texas, North Carolina, Georgia, etc. to vote. We must be consistent. You cannot stand up to Putin and have a little Putinism in your own backyard. Putinism. Putinism. Yes. Yes. <laughs> little pooty poot. Putinism. Putinism. <laughs> Got it. This Putinism like, has been brought to you by. It's like you had three million people vote in a primary yesterday. Or on Tuesday, I should say, in Texas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's not indicative of a massive campaign to suppress the vote. We're talking about a primary here, not even a general election. Yeah, but in certain neighborhoods, they put up barricades. It was like they an didn't. obstacle course to get to vote. I'm <laughs> sure and it, it took an incredible effort for people. It's like a it's like a mud run on your way to the yeah. ballot box. A tough mudder. Yeah, it was like the Amazing Race. You have to go to a location, get a clue, and then run to the next one. American Ballot Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. The Amazing Race. Voter suppression. <laughs> Okay. Oh, did you see the news on Melinda Gates? Yes. She's out talking now about, uh, well, she is optimistic about her life moving forward after this divorce from Bill Gates. Uh, talking about uh, when he cheated years ago and thought she could get past it, but there was some resentment. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just tough and then decided just couldn't get past it. Now, that was the part of the story that I saw, and I did not see the interview on CBS this morning. Yeah, with but Gail you King. Did, Scott. Yeah, I did. And what was the other part? Uh, she was asked about Jeffrey Epstein and his Bill Gates's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, and she said, and I quote, "I did not like that he had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein. No, I made that very clear to him." She oh. said she met him exactly one time. Because she, quote, wanted to see who this man was that he was talking about. I regretted it the second I walked in the door. 
He was abhorrent. He was evil personified. My heart breaks for these women. Wow. Yow. Okay. Did she say anything about Epstein before this? I don't know. I don't recall. If it was that abhorrent, you would think she would say something. Yeah, unless there was a lot of muzzling going on until all the papers were signed. I don't know. She's kept a low profile. I don't know. But, I mean, this isn't one of those where she's saying, hey, met him, Uh, you know, seemed like whatever, maybe a little standoffish, but had no idea he was capable. She's saying she knew from the moment she met him this guy was evil. Evil personified. Wow. I don't buy it. Whenever that part of the story gets brought up, though, I always think of that interview where Epstein was brought up to Bill Gates. Oh, yeah. Because the, the flop sweat started. Yeah, yeah, he was just supposed to talk about COVID. I don't think he knew that question was coming. And then the squirming. Oh, my. It was something. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years. Um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well... And, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners, uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead, so, uh, <laughs> you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, what does that mean? Careful about what? Well, because he doesn't want to be next. Right. Yeah, well, he also is not going to be asked to dinner anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That whole McGurkiny answer of, you know. Uh, you know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a, uh interest I have. You know, not nearly enough uh, philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were, were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's, you know, so there's nothing new on that. Mm-hmm. But he kept meeting with Yeah, him. after was he was thing. a sex offender. Yeah. Well, right. he's trying well, to solve the global health crisis. Right. I mean, <laughs> you hear that answer, and you can practically hear the sweat pooling under his boobs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Yep>. You... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just can't. <laughs> Oh, okay. my. Oh, boy. There's more to get to. Oh. <laughs> Guy had to drop his re-election bid because he had an affair with an ISIS bride. Don't know if you heard that one. We'll get to that and much Whoa. more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. I know there's a lot going on in the world, especially Ukraine. We've talked about how some people today have been complaining that voting rights and that issue in America is like the attack on Ukraine right now. Yeah. That made by, well, Reverend Al Sharpton and Stacey Abrams. And as David has pointed out many times, people were out to vote. No yeah. one was stopped. They voted. In Texas. How about that? By the way, I don't know if you saw the story about the Texas rep, Van Taylor. Yeah. 
had to drop the re-election bid. <laughs> and, and the headline says, over an affair with ISIS bride. You're like, holy mackerel, what is that story? Well, Swalwell went, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese spy. Right. Bang, fang. Yes. Right. Well, you know, it, again, Van Taylor headed for a runoff with Keith Self, but said, I'm not continuing my campaign. Um, and said a year ago, I made a horrible mistake. It's caused deep hurt and pain among those I love most in this world. I had an affair. It was wrong. And it was the greatest failure of my life. And that's the way I think most would have worded it. Not saying, yeah, someone that was a former ISIS bride. Right. Apparently, the deal is this. The affair was with Tanya Joya, who is a British native and the widow of John Gorgelis, who was an American that joined ISIS in 2013. Okay. Now, this woman met Taylor and became very close because of her work helping to reprogram extremists. She had started that after returning to the United States from Syria. Okay. So that's how they meet. Um, as you've heard this story, or at least the way a lot of them go, sexting starts. Mm. And you know, the affair is now going on. Now, toward the end of the affair, uh, Joya, Tanya, says, hey, could you help me pay some bills? I owe money. And that, well, Taylor gave her $5,000, but please keep your mouth shut. So then the way this got exposed was GOP candidate Suzanne Harp contacted by Tanya in hopes she could help confront Taylor privately and persuade him to ditch the campaign. And she says, well, I didn't plan on it going out to the press the way it did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but this is the way it went down. Holy smokes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so the conversation today for a lot of people is Russian oil. Why are we still importing it? Nancy Pelosi says, yes, stop it. Stop it now. Yeah, but that's just because we should continue on. Yeah, I I think Nancy Pelosi is saying that just because she's frustrated that she doesn't have that Russian vodka to to get to at her favorite bar. It's still surprising Mm -hmm. because she seems to be out in front of the White House on that one now. Well, Usually they, they have the same sort of talking points, right? I'm, a, I'm all for that. Ban it. Ban the oil. Ban the oil come from Russia. Yep. Yes, ma'am. She's like, I need to import six million barrels of Russian vodka just to get me through the rest of the month. <laughs> but the White House is saying, hold on a second. Yeah. Well, you know, we only import 10% of our oil from Russia. <laughs> yeah. So Is that true? White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked, essentially, are we financing the war by continuing to be a customer 
of their oil industry. As long as we're buying Russian oil, though, aren't we financing the war? Well, Jackie, again, uh, it's only about 10 percent of what we're importing. Uh, I've not made any announcement about any decision on that front, but our objective here and our focus is making sure that any step we take maximizes the impact on President Putin and minimizes it on the American people. And anyone who's calling for uh, an end to the carve-out uh, should be clear that that would rise, raise prices. Then if it's if it's not that much, yes. Then ramp up domestic production, sure. Which, in the short term, yeah, you're still going to feel the pinch at the pump. But if it's not that much, then it, it's one of those things we're already getting hammered anyway on gas prices. So take the punch now. Let's let's get going in oil production domestically. Work with Canada as well, and let's roll. Well, I think. Stephanie Rule on MSNBC was talking about, you know, not just the reserves, but did she mention Iran in that clip that we had earlier? I want to listen to this. Are there things like, and I realize it is controversial, it has huge environmental impacts. Could the president possibly consider authorizing the Keystone Pipeline, uh, working something out with Iran? Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what happens. No. No. When you're not independent when it comes to energy. Exactly. It was nice for a little while. But the environment, uh... Because I don't know if you knew this. We cut it in the United States. It doesn't matter about China and India. Right. All of a sudden, <laughs> we have solved the problem mm -hmm. with climate change. No, we haven't. Well, everybody knows that if they... Uh, drill for oil elsewhere in the world, it doesn't have the same effect as when we do it here. And that's nonsense. No, of course it's nonsense. But there, you'd swear there are people in this country that believe that. By the way they act. Oh, sure. Okay. All right, so uh, let's not get too crazy, say, you know, the likes of Little Red Lying Hood and the rest of the White House. But even other Democrats are saying, what are we doing? This is going to be going on for a while. And all the predictions are inflation is only going to get worse. Right. I'm telling you, man, you can do, governmentally speaking, you can do a whole lot of heinous, awful, miserable, inhuman stuff as long as gas prices are low. You can. See, letting you just go with a take like that without just doing a couple of fact checks... I'm not going to go down your road right now. Okay. That doesn't sound quite right, but I get your point. They're saying, yeah, I know everything's going to hell in a handbasket, but <laughs> gas is $3 a gallon. Right. And that's what matters to me. I don't know, man. Because also you, my meat's got... cheaper, my groceries are cheaper. Dude, with crime the way it is in a lot of big cities, okay, the border issue, the CRT in schools, if the, well, there's the a mass lot of in schools stuff. kept going on. I don't care if it's a dollar seventy-five a gallon. People were fed up with all that crap. I don't. I don't disagree with that. But I'm okay. telling you, losing elections is based on gas prices. Is we're, that a historical sort of thing? I've heard that in my history, David. That you going with that? You can get away with anything if gas prices. I think you can get away with a hell of a lot more if gas prices are low. I would agree with that, but. Okay, maybe I misspoke when I said anything. But right now, so many things are just falling are wrong. apart. Yeah, because, right. I mean, we just we have some truly stupid people running the country. Yes. 
That's absolutely true. Okay. You know, back to the situation in Ukraine in a second. A couple other things. Uh, this whole thing with Ron DeSantis, <laughs> governor of Florida, and everybody knows the attacks are going to be coming. Oh, yeah. But th- this was something with the kids with the mask yesterday and the way it's portrayed with mm-hmm. media. Florida's governor admonishing high school students before a press conference. <laughs> right. That's not really what happened. He walked up. He saw he's at this event. You got a bunch of high schoolers there. They're all masked up. He says, well, this is stupid. I'm not wearing a mask. There's no re- like these other people are not wearing masks. It makes no sense for you to be wearing a mask just for the photo. Right, that's you know, you not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take it off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So, if you want to wear it, fine. But this is a, this is ridiculous. If you want to wear it, fine. But you can tell in the manner in which it was took when he said it, people started laughing. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Didn't know. I thought maybe we had to do that. But of course, the media—they're just going to go after him. You know, it was NBC. I think. Was it CBS or ABC, the other one? Today, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis admonished a group of students at the University of Florida for wearing masks. And then it goes right, you know, to the clip. And then how did Miguel over at NBC wrap that thing up? Tonight, a nation exhausted, navigating an evolving pandemic. Miguel Almaguer, NBC (laughs) News. Making it so hard. And then earlier, David had the clips of the mom of the one kid saying, I can't believe he asked those kids to take masks off, putting us all at risk. Yeah, well, she's not wearing a mask. She's maskless. Yeah. DeSantis did issue a statement, a tweet. He said the political science show cannot go on. It's curtain call time for COVID theater. Well, yes, it's true. Which I think is a great response, yes. Yeah, I agree. Okay. They they keep being called branch covidians, too, Mm -hmm. which I find very funny. Funny. Um, as far as Ukraine, Russia, and what companies are doing, sometimes it's symbolic, sometimes it's actually monetary of banning Russia or suspending a relationship with Russia. Some of this stuff, I know, David, has driven you crazy. Well, uh, I mean, we're all supposed to believe that the Olympics didn't just happen in China. Right, And we're like, no, these 17-year-old hockey players cannot represent their country because we are standing for the people of Ukraine and human rights. It's like, dude, we just had the Genocide Olympics. The Paralympic Games are happening also in China starting tomorrow. They've banned Russian athletes while pouring millions of dollars into the economy of China, which not only is locking up ethnic minorities in concentration camps, using them as piggy banks for organs Mm. to be ripped out of them and given to the wealthy in China. But also, they covered up the freaking pandemic, and six million people around the world are dead as a result of it. True. But I guess with the Uyghur Muslims, it's not broadcast everywhere the way Ukraine is, so there wasn't the interest... And now I suppose if you're any sort of company, you need to denounce what's going on, at least symbolically, because everyone's doing that. EA Sports is taking the Russian teams out of the NHL video game and the FIFA video game. Like, this is all so stupid. Okay. If you don't mind, I just happened to look this up because I thought it might irritate 
one or both of you guys, uh, some of the companies that have decided to at least make a statement or suspend the relationship? Well, first you got Hollywood Studios, Disney, Warner Brothers, and Sony saying we've suspended new film releases in Russia. Disney poured millions of dollars into Xinjiang in China, which is where the concentration camps are, and then they thanked them. No. I also want to give a quick play-by-play if you're listening. That ticked off Van Camp to the degree his head shook and his headphones flew off. Yeah. And then he had to recover. Nice recovery, by the way. It's like Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Mickey Mouse sustains himself by drinking the blood of Uyghur Muslims. (laughs) And they're like, but Russia, no. Nike is It's made... hard for him to hold a goblet with only three fingers, but <laughs> Nike has made merchandise purchases on yeah. its website and app unavailable in Russia. Yeah. Because it can't guarantee delivery. Adidas has suspended its partnership with the Russian football union. Uh then Puma has stopped deliveries to Russia, but their stores there are open. Okay. You know Apple paused all product sales in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh Google's blocked mobile apps. Yes. Uh, Microsoft said it would remove state-owned uh, RT's mobile apps from the Windows App Store. Um, Dell has suspended product sales in Ukraine and Russia. Okay. Uh, Mercedes-Benz is looking to divest 15% stake as soon as possible. Mentions GM, Volvo, a lot of car manufacturers. Um doing different things, going to stop production or the export of cars to Russia. Um, also men- mentions energy, and, I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. So if you're a company, is that a good thing to do right now? Yeah, some of the some of that is just the practical nature of it. I yes. think, I suspect probably you mentioned, was it Dell that is suspending shipments to Ukraine and Russia, it's probably logistically just not possible. Uh, okay, did I read that right? I thought it said sales. And when, uh, yeah, product sales in Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. Well, I can imagine a lot of stores in Ukraine aren't open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but there have been other companies that just put out a statement, we denounce. Yeah, right. I don't know if you're a PR firm. That's something you have to do, I guess. I don't, it I don't know what to is. think until Haynes weighs in. There you go. <laughs> Give it time. Uh, okay, February, we know, wrapped up. Black History Month. And in March, it's Women History Month. Yes. But it's not anymore. I no. just saw a promo last night saying Women's History Month. No, it's, no, there's a new spelling now. Uh, according to, what was it, Northwest uh, Missouri? Yeah, Women's History Month is Wimix. Wimix? History? Wimix History Month. Is that? Northwest Missouri State, yeah. Including trans? Yeah, that, men who think that? they're women, I guess? I don't know. Is so that where the X comes from? W-O-M-Y-N-X, mm-hmm. Wimix. Okay. We, we, we got to go over that and get a news update. Straight ahead, right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Don Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. 
So Joe Manchin, uh, he's a Democrat, although Democrats say he's not a Democrat. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he did sit with the Republicans the other night. He is another one saying, uh, we got to dump the Russian gas. Yeah, well, he's frustrated with his own party for not looking at increasing oil and gas here in the United States, at least during an energy crunch caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. If our bar owners, God bless them all, the bar owners around America are stopped selling and basically serving mm. Russian vodka, can't we at least stop Russian petroleum and <laughs> Russian oil from coming in? I love My that. goodness, I love let's it. do it. We have to have energy independent. You cannot be the superpower of the world if you have to depend on other nations to produce your energy. How dare you? God, that's a, such a simple... Well, this squad is going to be answer to a question, isn't it? Hard. And that, that, I'm just in a, I'm in a different place than, than my caucus or the colleagues or the president, and they have a hard time coming to grips that you've got to use everything you've got. But I'm not going to leave us in a void, uh, Larry. I'm just not going to basically go down that path and end up like Germany did, trying to get something rid of something that you don't, don't think you like because you think something else will replace it, and then when you get to that time period, it doesn't replace it. So you're in one heck of a mess. You know, what's something that's really interesting to me, considering when Donald Trump was president, the media found Russians in every dark corner everywhere. Russians are controlling what Donald Trump tweets, yada, yada, yada. A fun fact is that in Europe, about 15 to 20 years ago, uh, Europe was exporting more gas than Russia does today. Now... That has completely flipped. And the reason is because of green weenie activists, right? Mm-hmm. Many of them funded by Russia. Because Russia wants to pump as much money into that movement as possible to make sure that they can be the gas station of the world. Totally makes sense. And now, okay, I don't even mean it this way. They got everybody over a barrel. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's true. A real expensive barrel. Yes, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't forget this. Um, can you explain how Women's History Month has become Wiminx? Well, Am I yeah. saying it right? Yeah, I, I think so, or it's Wiminx or Wiminx. I'm not really sure. Northwest Missouri State University posted on Twitter, Happy Wiminx Month, uh, History Month, I should say. And they're going to be hosting a variety of activities. Now, it's spelled W-O-A-M-Y-N-X. And I guess that's supposed to be a gender-neutral version of women, which is crazy because uh, women is a gender. Why would w- it be gender-neutral? Whoa, Woman. Yeah, so it's women X. Women X. Women Winks. Yeah. Hmm. You know, coming up, it'll be St. Pat X. Well, it needs to be Blacks History Month then. B-L-A-X. Yeah. Okay. And so, and then the, is the expectation moving forward then to no longer say women, to say womings? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm asking. My scorecard's been crossed out so many times. Because we're going to have to start singing songs different, I think. Just like women. <laughs> I'm just practicing. You're doing well. It's going to take a while to get used to it, you know? <laughs> See, it's not hard to change. No. <laughs> right. Adapt or die, man. Come on. Right. <laughs>
Where the devil? Women X. <laughs> I smell a Friday Five coming. Oh man, John Lennon. This is Woman the Markley X. Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, I'm sorry that I gave you a Fitbit, Scott. We got the news that 1.7 million Fitbit smartwatches have been recalled due to a burn hazard. That catches your arm hair on fire. Uh, Fitbit has recalled its Ionic line. Yeah, I didn't give you one of those. No, you gave me one that didn't work. I gave you one that you didn't use. That's not true. And you know it. You tried to power it up yourself and it didn't work. David, did he ever use it? It didn't work. I don't know if you ever used it. I didn't use it because it didn't work. No, it worked when I I gave it to you. I couldn't get it to charge and you know it. We got it. Well, we did get it set up. Yes. With the app and everything. Defaulty. All right. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. The trifecta, along with a news update straight ahead. Never worry. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to the Scott Robbins trifecta, news update, David Van Camp. Uh, well, the president of France, Emmanuel Macron, hmm. spoke on the phone with Vladimir Putin for about 90 minutes, and sources from within the uh, government in France are saying that uh, the worst is yet to come on Ukraine. I don't think that's a shock to many people who've been watching this, especially if there is a feeling of uh, frustration at being held back on the part of Vladimir Putin. That, like, he's got trucks that are kind of stalled out on the roads. They, yep. you know, I, 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 I tend to not think that, or I tend to think that some are overstating how successful the resistance within Ukraine will be eventually. You know, that's, I think there, there ha, there's been some reporting that says, that seems to suggest or leave somebody with the impression that, uh, that Russia is completely on its heels. I, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know if that's true either. I fear it's not. Well, you look at the lit, the little city. That Russia took over. I mean, you got troops coming into a city council meeting. Yeah, just saying we're in charge. And Although with I the do, amount of yeah. military they have there, I mean, it, it crazier things have happened. I'm not saying no. Ukraine can't, you know, hold it off, but at least the reporting that you're hearing, you do have to take it with a grain of salt. I hope well, it's true. Well, and again, I mean, the Russian military's hallmark for a century has been the ability to send man after man after man and into battle with no regard for their own people Mm -hmm. and just wear you down. And the other piece of news that you had earlier, David, was that they were going to start executing people. Well, that, that the plans have been drawn up apparently in the FSB. So we have that. So there's the update there. Um, I was reminded of, you know, Talking about the conversation today, are we going to stop importing oil from Russia? 
And it seems like a lot of the Democrats, well, outside of Pelosi and Manchin, mm-hmm. have just given this McGurkin answer, which is a bunch of words that really doesn't say anything. No. And that was certainly the vice president, if you remember. Let's let's take this one step at a time, understanding that right now on the issue of energy, our allies have stood firm and unified in a way that many of the pundits didn't predict would happen um, to ensure that we are we are unified in our approach to this issue. Unified in what? To keep buying oil from Russia? Right. That doesn't make any sense. She says he's got to throw in, and many of our pundits said couldn't happen. Never specifically citing anything. But you just it's just, you know, we're wiser, we're smarter, and this is what we're doing. Well, it, dude, she the whole thing noise. with, you know, in step with our allies, right. in concert. They said that with Afghanistan, and it wasn't true. No. Because there were some of our allies saying, you know, to their own press, uh, no, I don't know what's going on there. It's stupid. Right. And you'd have, whether it was Kamala or Biden saying, yeah, we're <laughs> lockstep with our allies. Really? Uh, that's not what they're saying. Anyway, I know we got to get to your trifecta. It's time for Scott Robbins to shine. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins, top three of the day, always help with the countdown, with his countdown hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. You better believe it. From his top 40 days and even today, Casey. Great Casey. guy. Yeah. I think he's ready. I'm ready. Yep. Good, good deal. Starting with three. Uh, well, a couple in Ukraine got married. A young couple got married. And obviously there's a war going on. So they picked up their rifles and they're off to war. This How's is that great. for a honeymoon? Uh, I, no kidding. True story. Young Ukrainian couple decided we're going to go ahead and get married anyway. Called around and found a priest to marry them. She's 21. He's 24. No wedding reception, no trip to Disneyland, no honeymooning by the uh, Riviera. None of that. They grabbed guns and went on the front lines. Wow. Both of them now are currently fighting uh, the invading Russians on their honeymoon. And I will say this. Most couples don't fight after being married that quickly. But these two (laughs) did. So good for them at their age to go ahead and do something selfless like this. Throwing caution to the wind. Wow. I know it couldn't have been easy. Right. But, uh, no. They but did, seems... They did. however, during the reception, get in one rousing rendition of Boot, Scoot, and Boogie. You made that up. I made that up because the <laughs> wedding DJ always has to play that. That's a requirement. Well, the chicken dance was there, too. Well, that's, that, course. too, is in there. You're not what even really old-time married. rock and roll? Is that still in the repertoire? Oh, sure. Yeah, because... When's the when last... you do, I, the last dance I did was five years ago, ten years ago, probably. The you dj It was for a friend. Yeah, my aunt and uncle, I did their anniversary party. You DJed it? Well, I DJed it with another friend of mine, yes. Was it lame? No, it was totally fun. We had a ball. There was booze. I, okay, I, I'm... I just know not old, exactly old time, up on the hip music of today. That's all I'm saying. Old, oh, no, I'm not. Old-time rock and roll, though. Yeah, is a perennial favorite between it with the ages of sixty-five to seventy-five-year-old guys who get out there and do the running man to it. Oh, they just yes. kind of run in place. <laughs> it's just the run in place dance. Now on with the countdown. Okay, Stand. two. Jorge Ramos, a anchor and reporter for Univision. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 
in Ukraine right now covering the yes, situation, he and he, he noticed the real problem in Ukraine, which is not enough people taking shelter are wearing masks. He did say this. This is unbelievable. Are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. He, he, now we would play the audio, but the audio is in Spanish, so it's very difficult to hear. Well, but I could he, hear it. I just don't know if I'd understand it. No, you would not understand it. <laughs> Uh, he said uh, the comment came uh, as mask mandates have uh, been lifted pretty much everywhere now. But he said, we're at war here, several meters away in Ukraine, and he's in Poland. We are in the midst of a pandemic. And if you notice, look around me, cameraman, he pans. The majority of these Ukrainians are arriving here not wearing masks. <laughs> now, Jorge Ramos yeah. is not wearing a mask either. People are at war. They're being shelled. They're being chased from their country. This guy's concern is the mask. This is a mental illness. It is still a uh, a global pandemic, Scott. So man, well maybe maybe science. maybe the Ukrainians just sort of started coughing on the invading Russians. There you go. This guy, please, this makes me thankful for the trifecta because I had not seen that story. So oh thank God! You oh for yeah. That. Yes. Uh, you know, he's got his military helmet on and his microphone and the camera's panning around. And these people terrified are coming through into Poland. They don't have masks on. That's what Jorge <laughs> is worried about. It's a trifecta. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. And yes. I think we are ready. There's a third one. Yes. Yeah. And finally, one. <laughs> Good news. Live Nation has weighed in on the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Yes, Live Nation, the concert promoter, the leading concert promoter in the world, says we will not promote shows in Russia. We're not going to do any business with Russia. Okay. We're reviewing our vendors so we can cease work with any Russian-based suppliers. Hmm. Now, I realize I am sure right now the people in Ukraine and Russia are extremely concerned about missing out on the Imagine Dragons tour. <laughs> But unfortunately, Live Nation will not be promoting any shows like that. Live Nation still does business in China. They're frauds. <laughs> David, that's where they make the tickets. Oh, God. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Casey. All because our governments don't get along. That's right. <laughs> I understand, yes. <laughs> That guy was way ahead of his time, wasn't he? Yeah, of course, yes. yes. And there you have it. Thank there you, it Casey. Trifecta. Well done, Scott. I just, this Ramos guy, this is going to bug me all day long, into the night. Just what? The, the Covering mass... a freaking war. Yeah. A country has been invaded. The people are escaping for their lives. <laughs> and Knucklehead <laughs> is there with his microphone, wants to point out they're not wearing masks. I understand. And there's still a pandemic going on. I'm surprised they didn't have a vaccine. I'm so, Hey, listen, escaping from bombs in your own country and bullets sizzling over your head? I have to see your vaccination pass or you can't come in. It's okay. For those though that don't know, Scott Robbins had a couple of heart attacks about six years ago. It's okay. Golly. Thanks for the trifecta. Uh, one other story, and this, because I knew it drove David a little crazy. Um President Joe Biden was asked, among other things, about abortion. Oh, He's a devout I saw Catholic. This. Yeah, very devout Catholic. Yeah, you know, um, I can just play the exchange of how this went because Jill Biden 
Some would say Joe's handler, mm-hmm. which it quickly tried to whisk him away. Yeah. Joe Biden, world's most famous elder abuser and eighth most <laughs> or eighth worst human being on the planet. Yeah. Here's the audience. And last night, because I knew you were rolling away as a Catholic, I didn't support abortion as a Catholic. Well, I church teaching. I tell you what. I don't want to get in a debate with you on theology, but you know. Well, anyway, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make a judgment for other people. Intentionally targeting. And then, wish away. Whenever they they say that, I mean, again, I'm not Catholic, but if you if you say, uh, how can you support abortion as a Catholic? And he says. I'm not going to get into a theological debate with you. It's not really up for debate. Your own Pope no, says not. you're wrong. No, you're right. Like, isn't, I mean, the Pope's like the guy. Well, that was the question from the reporter is, why do you support abortion as a Catholic? And then it's, I'm not going to get into that theological debate with you. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the Catholic Church goes, it's pretty clear where they stand. I just don't think he wants to answer that question. That's the old dodge. Except that when it works out for him, then Jen Psaki will remind everyone that he is, in fact, a devout Catholic. Right. That's, that's the way that goes. Sooner or later, you're going to have to answer that a little bit better, well, they, I would think. He's uh, he's a, in a portion of the church that is rebranded to uh, Catholic, uh, Catholic X. X, yes. Okay. Yeah. Or Catholics? Yes. Because we now have not Women's History Month, it's yeah. Wiminx. Yes. Catholics, though. Women sounds, that sounds like a Catholic metal band. Catholics live in concert. <laughs> Catholics. Okay. Nimrods in the news coming up in just a few. And a news update next. Show, Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Oh, we got a. Remember Build Back Better? This this bill that got old yellered by two Democrats. Yes, yes, of course. Well, they have rebranded it. Or rebranded it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they I like rebranded, rebranded it. Yeah, let's too. go branded. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. All right, that's very good. It's. It's fitting, I think. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. <laughs> Dig it. Uh, it is now going to be called Building a Better America. So it is Baba. Okay, I can't wait to hear Biden try to say that. Baba or Building a, Mer- a Better America. Okay. Ah. <sighs> Okay, you're thinking something, David. What are you thinking? Well, I'm just, I'm thinking that we're missing the ball here a little, or dropping the ball a little bit here. Okay. I don't know. There could be like a bill to invest in things like Biden owns. I don't know. Throw things out there. Make it the Bilbo Act. Bilbo. Yeah. Oh, Bilbo Baggins. That would be awesome. 
Lord of the Rings, right? Yes. Yeah. We're doing Bilbo. Bilbo. Let's oh, just yeah. do Bilbo. Remember Leonard Nimoy had that song? Yeah, Mr. Spock's album. Yes, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he can have Fauci up there with him. Yeah, dancing yes. to a hologram of <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. Go, you can it would get the green weenie people on it. It's the bill to invest in light rail buses and others. <laughs> Plus, at the end of it. Yes. <laughs> and X oh at the end of it. Oh, my goodness. Bilbo. <laughs> You can tell it's Thursday, man. That gets stuck in Thursday. my head, man, all the time. Every time we play that thing. Yeah, it will. It'll be a day all later. All day long. Bilbo, Bilbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> little three-foot hobbit. Okay, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it. Let's go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods the News. Um, I'm going to start in Glendale, Arizona, and I'm going to tell you, everybody ended up to be okay. All right? This involves kids. Oh. I don't know if you heard the story. There were six to eight toddlers that escaped a daycare in Glendale. Wow. Spotted by drivers from the street out front. Apparently, they got out through an unsecured gate at the daycare, and they're saying somehow trapped the adults inside. Holy cow. Lady that came across the scene that helped get the kids out of the road. There were toddlers running into the road, and I started just wrangling kids up and herding them up and picking them up and getting them out of the road, getting them onto the grass. I didn't know. I was just shocked. I didn't, you know, are these kids part of the daycare? Like, who's watching these kids? If they are from the daycare, how did they get out? How did they get out? Holy smokes. Yeah. And thank God everybody's all right. Then they locked the teachers in the daycare. Apparently. Man. Waiting for more details on that story. And then, story out of Pennsylvania. This is in Frackville. 33-year-old woman, Nicole Chester, facing charges. Why? Well, she hired a couple guys to rob her ex-boyfriend's grave and steal his ashes. Oh, see. See, apparently it happened last summer. No one who, no one knew who did it at first. The family thought Nicole might have something to do with it, but couldn't prove anything. But she got some legal trouble a while back, still on probation. So police told her probation officer about it. January, he saw the urn sitting out on a table at her house. Also found a bunch of weed paraphernalia and a baggie with possible crystal meth residue in it. So they arrested her and charged her with felony vandalism, theft, receiving stolen property, drugs, and a bunch of stuff. Crazy. That's Nimrod's in the news.